there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hello, I'm Owen Blackhurst. And you're listening to Giant, a Spotify original in association with Mundial, a series that brings you football stories that matter, told by the people who were there. We're sat in a cafe overlooking the pitch at the Philips Stadium, the home of PSV Eindhoven, and we're talking to the retired Dutch manager, Art Dimash. I have something special for you here. I found in my computer the analyze from Ronaldo. No. Here, from 92. What I write about him when I went to Brazil to see him, and then, then I put, I give this to the boy. PSV can understand the pass from Niles richting Ronaldo, and that is the chance, and that is the opening of Ronaldo for the season. My name is Ernie Brands, and uh, at that time I was assistant trainer PSV Eindhoven. I also was looking always after players. They sent me everywhere. Ronaldo, I was there when he was. I heard he was 16, but. They said he was 19, and when I went to the training there, I saw him running and I think, Jesus Christ. Ronaldo weer, and weer a goal. It is unbelievable. He is a topper. His age is 70 years, 1 meter 78. The points are given, 1 till 10. His technique is a 9. Uh, technique a 9. goals is a 9. He's very fast, is a 9. See the game, an 8. Personality, 8. Ronaldo. And uh, very strong in the, in the box. Technical and very high. Top scorer in this moment with 12 goals. Ronaldo and Van der He's right-footed and left-footed. Also good with the with the head. I didn't see such a player in Holland, or or I went to other countries to look at the players, but you you, you immediately see the difference. I make a report for the board to buy Ronaldo in October, but they ask me how many international games has he played till now because we we sold in this moment Romario to Barcelona I give the answer to the board zero till now but he will play a lot of international games for Brazil in the future onwaarschijnlijk cool afgemaakt van Ronaldo Luis Nazario de Lima zo heet hij when you're sat face to face with Ernie and Ard you can see the excitement and of course they were right Ronaldo went on to play 98 games for Brazil, scoring 62 times along the way. We all know this. We know about the depths of hell and soaring redemption he experienced in the World Cup. We know he tore it up with Barcelona, Inter and Real Madrid. We know he won three World Player of the Year awards despite his own knees hating him. We know he was the king of comebacks, the greatest striker of his era. You know all of that. But before that, Way before the customised haircuts and era-defining boots, Ronaldo was just a 17-year-old kid who swapped Rio for Eindhoven and had to get on with it. A 17-year-old who nobody in Europe had a clue about. This is the story of Ronaldo at PSV. This is his origin story. Op dit niveau, zelden, zeg maar vrijwel nooit voorkomt. Dat ook om de doelman heen, maar dan is net het eerste slachtoffer van de Looi terug. 
Slechte paas. En nu is Numan vrij in het centrum door Ronaldo. Voet Numan het zelf. De bal wordt verder teruggelegd. En ingeschoten door Linskens. Het is opnieuw PSV dat de leiding neemt. March 2019 and we're in Eindhoven for PSV's match against De Graaf Schaap. There's a brass band having a right go outside the stadium. PSV are going head-to-head -head for the title with the incredible Ajax side that lit up the Champions League. It's a battle they will ultimately lose. 25 years earlier, Ajax and two Dutch legends played a part in Ronaldo ending up in the south of Holland. Hello, I'm uh, Ademos, former coach of PSV. In this period, uh, I buy Ronaldo and in October they were not sure about uh, him and they want to wait and still waiting and waiting. In April, this is a very nice story, Ajax was going to Brazil. The board, they were afraid that Ronaldo should go to Ajax. But on a Saturday night, there was a, a very high solution for us. Lucky for the board of PSV because on the television was uh, Van Gaal. He said to the television that he doesn't want to have a Brazilian striker. And they ask him why. And then he gives the, the answer, he say, because we have a very young striker in the academy and his name is Kluivert, Patrick Kluivert. So at that moment, uh, the board gave me the opportunity to make uh, the deal, but it was a big problem. In the beginning in October, when I saw him twice in Brazil, the price was $3 million. Between October and April, the price was coming up till 12 million dollars. My name is Frans van der Nieuwenhoff. And all the time I covered uh, PSV, I think for since 1991. As a kid, I used to go with my father to the matches of PSV from the beginning of the 70s. So that was the period of the first international successes of PSV Eindhoven, we won the UEFA Cup. Then came the 80s, of course, with the European Cup. And after this glorious period, of six titles in seven years between 85 and 92. And the loss of Romario, of course, he went to Barcelona. Club had to restart, reform itself with big transfers. And then in 94 came Luc Niles and a guy called Ronaldo Nazario de Lima. 93-94 had been a difficult season. The club slipped to third in the league with a mix of aging and inexperienced players. The top scorer was a left-back. Ajax won the league. The club needed a talisman, and he arrived without any fanfare, wearing a pair of dodgy jeans. He came here with a small flight from Philips, from Amsterdam to Eindhoven, and he got out of the plane, and he only had his PSV badge on his shirt, like a child who came running from the stairs. And then they went, we went to the stadium for his, let's say, official presentation, and there were only three uh, journalists there. That was his presentation to the, to the supporters, to everybody in Holland. Uncomparable, unbelievable how simple this was. When Vinicius Junior was unveiled by Real Madrid at the beginning of the 2018-19 season, Ronaldo was there to greet him at the Bernabeu as he did kick-ups and kiss the badge. Vinicius Junior had 14 professional goals to his name and the world knew who he was. When Ronaldo signed for PSV, he'd scored 44 in 47 for Cruzeiro and been a non-playing member of the 1994 World Cup winning squad. 
but nobody in Holland really had a clue who he was, least of all his teammates. We knew that a Brazilian kid was coming. We knew he was 17 years old, uh, but we didn't know is it for the first team or for the reserves. This is Eric Meyer. You'd like Eric. He's a big, booming Dutchman who looks a bit like Ivan Drago in Rocky IV. When he played for Liverpool, the fans sang that he was big, he was red, and he was off his fucking head. In 1994, Eric was in his second season at PSV, desperate to nail down one of the forward positions. Eric loves Ronaldo. On the first training, we were already on the pitch, and he was a little bit later. And it was the weather like, like today, 12, 13 degrees, so... In Holland, then you train in shorts and you put a sweater on, but that's it. And then a, a little, little bit fetish guy comes in with a lot of clothes on, trousers and a, a sweater with a rain jacket over it. I remember we did warming up and it was okay, but then we played four aside, and then my mouth fell open, and I thought, shit, Wim Kieft is gone, but now I even have a bigger problem because that little fat guy with his teeth a little bit to the front was special, was very special. In his first movement, he just took our central defender and he nicked through both his knees and he chipped it over the, um, over the goalie and everybody was just clapping. Nutmeg, chip, goal, Ronaldo. And Eric Meyer wasn't the only one watching. Ardi Marsh had started to bring youth players in to rebuild the team. One of them was Bolo Zenden. You know Bolo. Played for Barcelona, Liverpool, Chelsea and Middlesbrough. Three international tournaments for Holland. Fantastic hair. Often talked about judo in interviews. Bolo loves Ronaldo. I just joined from the youth academy to the first team. I did speak a little bit of Spanish, at least I tried. So we had a bit of a click. Uh, I could say that we were friends. If you, if you play together, if you're the same age, if you've got roughly the same interests, uh, if you both play up front, uh, I was obviously more the provider and he was the finisher, then uh, you do get a, a good relationship. I also remember back then then you ask him to do a trick. I don't know if you can call it a circus trick. He wouldn't really bother, but if you let him play 1v1, 2v1, or even 3v1, he would dribble absolutely everybody. Uh, back then, I remember on this pitch, all of a sudden there, there was a new kind of uh, kick. It called elevador. It's like when you kick through the ball and the ball literally goes like a, um, like a rocket, but it travels over the wall and it comes down quickly. And there was a bit of a swerve on. And obviously we tried it and it took us, I don't know how long, and he just kicked it twice and he did the elevador. And then he would walk away and say, you guys practice a bit more and he would go in. We met Bolo at the Head Gang. PSV's training complex that sits in the woods outside the city. Everywhere you turn, there are ex-players. That's Ruud van Nistelrooy jogging past. He's massive, and the atmosphere of the club was crucial to a kid arriving from the other side of the world. Here's Eric again to tell you all about it. PSV is also a club where everybody says, um, we are one, one family, it's Brabant, and Brabant is a, is a part of Holland where people say, oh, let's make it cozy, come sit together and drink some beer, oh, you want something to eat? Yeah, we don't know you, but we also bring you something to eat, and everybody wants to get you into that family. 
And I think when you come out of Brazil, where family life is very important, and you end up at a small club that has the same feeling, now you open up and you, you feel very comfortable. PSV can ontsnappen the pass from Niles richting Ronaldo, and that is the chance, and that is the opening of Ronaldo for the season. On the 28th of August 1994, Ronaldo made his competitive debut for PSV away to Vitesse Arnhem. He scored after nine minutes. Ran through and rolled it past the keeper. No miss. Ronaldo after the Sunday lunch. Three days later, on a Wednesday night, the fans at the Phillips got to see him in the flesh. In the first minute, a cross comes in. He makes a run to the near post, taking the defender and flicks it with his right instep around the back of his standing leg and past the keeper. It might take a bit of a bobble, but it's ridiculous. A Cruyff turn on steroids. He scored again just after half-time. We are tasting some wine from my land. That's the top line, top of the line. It's uh, In the stadium that day was a man called Gilberto. We met him in a pizza restaurant that Ronaldo used to frequent. He liked tuna pizza. Gilberto had been on the wine all afternoon. Gilberto really, really loves Ronaldo. I remember Ronaldo like uh, yesterday because I remember still the first time uh, he played. And I remember that I was looking at the TV because we were drinking some wine and stuff. We were at the bar on the fourth floor of the stadium. And we were not looking outside, we were looking at the TV. And I said, what the f... He scores. But why don't the defense does not bother him, you know? They go left and right and he goes he go straight. And then we saw it in the slow motion. He had such a fast foot that one of the defense guys went left, one right, one left, one right, and he went straight. And beautiful, beautiful. Uh, I'm still emotional if I, uh, I think about that. Franz, the journalist we heard from earlier, was also excited. What I remember is that about his style of playing, that he said, well, I, I, I never think. It's just my feet who direct me. I don't know what to do. Left, right, left, right. It was all impulsive, what he did. Like you see with Messi nowadays with defenders. You know, you, you, as a spectator, you sometimes think, you can get the ball, but he's always quicker. And it's not only with you or with him or with him or with him. It's with everybody, so that makes them exceptional. This is goalkeeper Ronald Vatras. Ronald played for Rangers, Man City, the New York Red Bulls and the Netherlands. He also signed for PSV in the summer of 94. When he talks about Ronaldo now, he throws his hands around a lot and shakes his head. 25 years later, he's still excited. Ronaldo had that same style. They would sometimes... They would, they would never really face you. They would always go a little bit away from you. But as soon as you would make your move, then they would chip either your hands or your feet or whatever. And, but, you know, then, then you have all these goalkeeping coaches tell you, yeah, yeah, you have to stay upright, stay upright, stay upright. You can't stay upright all the time. Bergkamp in his heyday before he left Holland, exactly the same. You would just stay, 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 wait, wait, wait. Okay, too late. It's very important that PSV further will. Ronaldo's third game for PSV was in the first round of the UEFA Cup against Bayer Leverkusen. It was the first time the rest of Europe would get to see him play. First time he's on the big stage. 
Our Dimash remembers it like this. So we went by bus because it is not far away. And he was calling with his father in, uh, in Brazil. And I asked him, what do you say to your father? Because we cannot understand uh, Portuguese, Brazilian. He said, I say to my, my dad, I scored two times. So it's not, not normal. Eh? But he scored three times. Ronaldo with a prachtige beweging. And he scored there, bijna. And let me even see. I remember that match against Bayer Leverkusen. And, uh, it was not a good day for Eric. We had some injuries at the back. And I, as a striker, uh, the coach came to the idea to put me left defender. I'm pretty sure uh, Eric did, didn't mention that one because he played left back. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> it was not a good day at all. Not a smart idea. But we did it. So I was not competing with Ronaldo for that match to play in front. Um, so I played left defender. And we lost that match 5-4 because I didn't play that well on the left side. Ronaldo, he played a, a superb match. It was a little bit drizzly weather. The pitch was wet. Um, full stadium, 26, 27,000 in, in Leverkusen. And uh, Germany, Holland are always those uh, matches where there's something special, where there's fire in the air. Ulf Kirsten scored for Bayer Leverkusen after six minutes. It was not Eric Meyer's fault. Not yet. Five minutes later, Ronaldo and his fast-twitch fibres seized on a through ball. A burst of pace that took him round the keeper. Then he dangled his leg out and bought a penalty. Graham Soonis would not like it, but Ronaldo buried it. Bolo Zenden was impressed. Obviously, we in the Netherlands, we don't watch Brazilian football, so we didn't really know what was coming. The first European game we played against Leverkusen, and any chance you'd give him, he'd score a goal. Ronaldo did not let up. Problem was, Bayer scored three more in 20 minutes to go 4-1 ahead. Eric might have been involved. We're saying nothing. Then, just before half-time, Ronaldo gets the ball 30 yards from goal. Listen to this noise that goalkeeper Ronald makes here. We've tried copying it. We can't. One of the goals against Leverkusen, you just think, what happened to that ball? You know, like, huh? He hit it with, a, with, 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 with so much force and uh, like a, I don't know, a swerve or a... You just sit there, what? It's an absolutely obscene strike. Hit with a real spike that makes it wobble and torment the keeper as it goes past him. I had the feeling he, he was our offense and nobody else. He did everything offensively. If we were dangerous in that match, it was Ronaldo. Nobody else. Rudy Voller was pretty good at football. And the great German striker was on Cocoms that day. He said that he'd never seen an 18-year-old play like that in his life. In one movement, deep in his own half, he ruined a defender's career. Lifted the ball over in mid-pirouette at top speed and left him sliding into nothing. Full emasculation. You can see his soul float off the pitch. Arden Eric reckon it was the most important performance of Ronaldo's career. There was the day that was everybody in Europe knows Ronaldo because in the build, the big newspaper from Germany was Franz Beckenbauer. He say, I saw today the new Pele. If Beckenbauer is speaking, the light is going on. <laughs> Unbelievable. And that was, for me, the moment that whole Europe saw who is this guy? 
Why is he playing in Eindhoven? And I think Barcelona was thinking the same. Ronaldo bagged his hat-trick late in the second half, but PSV went on to lose 5-4. Despite what people say, he wasn't the only attacker on the pitch that day. Watch the highlights and you'll see a man wearing number 10 who is always near him, feeding him deadweight passes, fetching the ball so he could take his penalty, arguing with the defenders who kept kicking his mate. That man scored PSV's fourth and a load more after that. Three keer Ronaldo and now Luke Nielus. My name is Luke Nielis. I was an uh, ex-professional football player. I came in professional football in Belgium by Anderlecht at uh, 86. And uh, eight years later, I go to PSV Eindhoven in 94 till 2000. You are listening to this because you love football. And if you've never seen Luke Nielis play, make sure you do. In fact, forget it. Pause this now. Go and have a look. He's important. And you're going to need to know how good he is. Luke now works at VVV Venlo, up near the German border, and we travelled to see him. Gilberto Gitti knows how important Luke Nilish is to the story. Nilish was a technical guy, and it was beautiful, beautiful to see him play, fast and, and, and supple and, and beautiful. And the two of them, and Nilish was always second because Ronaldo was Ronaldo. And Nilis was the guy who gave Ronaldo the possibility to score that much. Mind you, Gilberto was pissed. So if you don't believe him, listen to Franz instead. The quality of Nilis was that he was, he was a big, real big star. He was three times Footballer of the Year in Belgium. And um, he had the ability to, to make himself less important to play in function of Ronaldo, as he did later for Van Nistelrooy. And for a big star, but humble star like Nielis, I think that's very much uh, to appreciate that because he was he was so talented. It's something he, he, he do if he come to the ball, but then I know he, he, he turn and he go uh, in the space, and so I give the ball in the space. Uh, you, you feel that. It's, we don't, we, you can talk and begin Dutch or I cannot speak Portuguese or so, but it's football language, you know. It was, was uh, yeah, unbelievable. Nielis. And Ronaldo, die dat voorkomt, want daar is 3-0 voor PSV. I think players like Ronaldo and, and Van Nistelrooy could really shine because of the way Lugnides played. Ronaldo played with loads of top players. Romario, Figo, Zidane, Raul, Ronaldinho, Rivaldo. Ask him who his favourite partner was, though, and he always answers the same. It clicked best with Luke Nilish, he said. He gave me beautiful assists. He was my partner in crime. The pass was from Luke Nilish. I'm very proud, of course. Uh, I will lie if, it's, if I say it's not. person like him who, who say everybody thinks of uh, Zidane or I don't know who, Raul, or then he say my name. I think nobody knows me. And so <laughs> everybody was surprised. Because in the first years, I think when you come from Brazil, your first steps is really important. Yeah, we like each other as person and... I respect him, he respect me, and he knows that I was a little bit more experienced as him, that I can really help him also. I, I tried to bring him to the higher level where he needs to be, and, and in one or two years he was already there, so um, I'm really proud of that. Years later, when I was finished football, we go a city trip to Madrid, he played by Real. I did him a message and 
Five minutes later, he react and he gave me two tickets for the game. And after the game, I met him. He gave the shirt for my son, from him, for my son. So it's unbelievable. I met that Ronaldo. That's why also everybody loves him so much. They didn't just love him because of the goals. They loved him because he was one of them, one of the lads. There weren't that much uh, guys from, from abroad in our team. He was just a little bit different, but no, he was one of us. And it, it helped that he was willing to learn our language very quick. That gave us this feeling, ah, he likes it here. He's, he wants to get involved as quick as possible in our humor, or the way we make jokes. He was not uh, the superstar who just sit uh, at his own table and nobody was, uh, was trying, daring to sit next to him. No, no, absolutely not. He was the guy who jumped on you and wanted to kick you and wanted to hit you in the face. And then you say, what, what do you want, you little fat Brazilian? I will take you now. That, that guy it was. It was one of us. He just came from Brazil and that was something special, something new. When you're 18, you go out with your mates as much as you can. And Bolo was Ronaldo's mate. As, as any Brazilian, you should like carnival. And I'm from Maastricht, which is all the way south. And in the Netherlands, um, the further you go south, the better the carnival gets. I didn't want um, him to get uh, in trouble with, with people recognizing him. So I, I, I made sure that uh, we got a, a clown's outfit for him and, and we painted his face white and you know, like, and like a, proper, uh, a proper clown. But um, it didn't take long for people to recognize him because he had this big smile with a gap between his teeth. So very, very fast people recognized that uh, Ronaldo was out and about uh, doing a carnival. And uh, yeah, it's just fun memories. My name is Stan Valix, uh, sport director in VV Venlo before sport director in the PSV Eindhoven. As a player, played 94, 96 with Ronaldo. Stan arrived halfway through the season. He played for PSV for four years between 88 and 92, before Bobby Robson nicked him and took him with him to Sporting Lisbon. Stan has a role to play here. Stan is a great bloke. You could sit and talk to Stan about football and Bobby Robson all day. In fact, we did. I spoke a lot with him and because I, yeah, I spoke, of course, Portuguese language. Also with the team talks, yeah, the coach now and then asked me to translate a bit, but you didn't have to say that much to Ronaldo because just ask him to score goals and that was the only thing he was interested in. So it was not about into detailed team talks. No, it was just how can I score goals and give me the ball and uh, so it was not that complicated. Tell you what is complicated, Dutch. But Ronaldo worked hard at it. He had post-it notes all over his house with different words on, and he didn't care if he made mistakes. He laughed at them. Ronaldo was comfortable in his surroundings, comfortable in the city. Here's Franz. The big advantage was, of course, Eindhoven, the atmosphere is generally very much relaxed compared to the big cities in the West, like Den Haag, Amsterdam, Rotterdam, Utrecht. It's like a tough mentality. The climate has to do with it, strangely enough. A lot of wind, a lot of water there and we're more calm here, so we don't have to fight so much. I think it has a big influence on every stranger, every foreign player who's come here. Amsterdam, sometimes it's like Hollywood and the show time, and with such 
a young age, like 17, it's better to be in a calm environment. And yeah, we had also, let's say, in the team, good characters who could help him on and off the pitch, who wanted to help him. A perfect fireman for, for Ronaldo. How different would Ronaldo's story have been if he'd gone straight to one of the big leagues? We'll never know. But what we do know is that Dutch football gave him space to grow, technically, physically and emotionally. Here's Eric Meyer again. I think it was very important for him to be here. And it was a step to be ready for the big world. When you go directly to Italy at the first season, they kill you. They say, Fafanculo, who's that 70-year-old kid there? He's quick, but when he lies on the, on the ground, he's not that quick. So let's kick him. And it's good. It was also a step between to grow, to grow, to grow to work on his, on his body and his being an adult and being uh, used to the European way of playing football, uh, higher tempo, different way of living, uh, not till late night, like in Brazil, you have to take your rest, intensity uh, of training, two times a day on training on the pitches with uh, food between, what, what do I eat here? Why do people in Holland put chocolate on their bread? Uh, all those things. Yeah, I think you have to get used to that instead of drinking Coca-Cola as breakfast, what the Brazilian do. I think uh, for any kind of uh, player that comes from a different competition like South America, I think it's good to come through the Dutch uh, league. We still try to develop players. Even now, the education in the Netherlands, it never stops. And it's either technique or tactically. But also in the Dutch league, because all the teams in general try to play uh, more of a build-up kind of football, that there's, there's space to play. Ronaldo took the piss all season. He scored 33 goals in 35 games in all competitions. He allowed PSV to play a different style of football. His teammates don't have a chronological memory of every goal or performance. Scorelines merge and oppositions fade. But the talent... They do not forget the talent. If we had a ball, all the alarm bells at the opponent's side began to ring. His goals that he scores looked so easy because he just made one wiggle with his hips and he just takes the ball past the central defender. And then his ice cold way of finishing it off. He was so explosive that he could easily run past four or five players. We didn't have to play that close to the goal. He, he can run on the highest level he can run in the sprint. He, he still can make these uh, dribbles in that sprint level. That's amazing, without losing the ball. He still to stay there. Because some players, you know, when they want to do the, the step over, he can do three, four steps over in the highest sprint. It looks so easy, but yeah, for him it was easy. And when you see that, it's also easy to enjoy it. <laughs> All the goals Ronaldo uh, scored, I think, were celebrated like championship in Eindhoven. PSV the landing named, and it is verdient. PSV did not win the championship, but Ronaldo was top scorer in the league with 30. 12 more than Kluivert, 13 more than Litmanen, and 20 more than Kanu. All in all, it was a tough year. A year of three coaches. Ard Dimash was sacked in October. Club legend Keish Rivers had a stint as caretaker. And then Dick Advocat arrived in December. 
After returning from the Copper America, he cracked on at the beginning of his second season. 12 goals in his first 12 league games. Back in Europe, four in one game against Maipar 47 and a young Sammy Hippier. He terrorised Leeds. He bagged against Werder Bremen. And then... And then everything stopped. Eric Meyer thinks it was inevitable. When you're 17, you travel all over the world. Uh, you play 60, 70 matches a year. It kills you. And you have to be very strong, uh, not only in your head, but also in your body. It was, it was a lot for him. A Formula One car breaks down a little bit earlier than, uh, than a Toyota. I think that's, that's, that's something maybe to compare it with. When you start the engine, of Ronaldo, it's extremely, it's to the max, it gives you something special. Your hair go up, rum, rum. you don't have that from a Toyota. But the speed and things, everything lasts less. And that was with his body the same. Stan Valix remembers the impact on both the person and the team. For Ronaldo, he was always smiling, but when he was injured, he was, his head was a bit down. So, yeah, he, you needed to cheer him up every now and then. We really missed him. We, we missed his goals. Then you, you don't win games that easily. Uh, so it has, yeah, it has influence in, in many things, in the, yeah, in the joy you have, but also in the results you have. So it was a big miss. Bolo Zenden remembers the graft. He was a true professional. He had things that he liked to do more than others. But he always did the work, and then he knew that uh, uh, to come back from an injury, you have to put in the shift, and, and, and he did. There is a video on YouTube that shows Ronaldo recuperating from his first major knee surgery. It's heartbreaking. When I researched a cover story on him for issue three of Mundial, I could not stop watching it. My own knee exploded years ago, and I've got a grim fascination with knee injuries. He runs in a pool, bounces on a trampoline, but it is what he says that I could never shake. I need football. I need to score, he says, with pleading eyes. Football for me, it's my life. If I cannot do this, then, then he doesn't finish the sentence. This isn't the place to talk about the continuous fight with his knees or the rumors that surround the injuries. It's all out there if you want to read about it. Although he didn't know it would be at the time, Ronaldo scored his last ever goal for PSV on the 26th of November 1995. He did not wear the red and white for four months from December to April, and in his absence, the ban played on. Dick Advocar had to find a system without him. He was striving to make a success of the job. What the stats tell you is that Ronaldo only played another 60 minutes for the club, 45 against Sparta Rotterdam in the league, and 15 against the same opposition in the cup final. You can read various accounts of the relationship between player and manager and even club at this point. There is loads of conjecture, rumour and nonsense. In the blue corner, here's Franz. So the, the expectations were very high in the second season, we got injured. And then after that, the team changes, of course. René Eichelkamp, who was a very tall, clever player, not a technical player, he was not fast. He missed everything Ronaldo would have got, but he was important because you, you could play him as a, as a target man, you know, he could keep the ball, and passing and being disciplined and good for the team. So after Ronaldo started to get fit again, Advocat said, well, I think Eichelkamp is more important to the team 
than Ronaldo could be, which was, of course, a big discussion and strange. And then at the end of the season, Ronaldo got a little bit fit again and we had the, the cup final and uh, Ronaldo didn't play. And he was very angry because uh, he, he, was, he was frightened that this place in the Olympian squad of Brazil, 1996 in Atlanta, would be in, uh, in jeopardy, in danger. I think he decided at that, that time definitely he would not play for Advocat. He was very angry at Advocat personally. And in the red and white corner, his stuff. Ronaldo many times made Advocat really laugh and smile. Yeah, really, really. I forgot, I like this, his style, very tough, very demanding towards everybody, what I, what I really like, what I think is also important uh, uh, for a coach. But no, for everybody, Ronaldo was special. I think, yeah, that nobody will say anything negative about uh, Ronaldo. You've heard it from both sides. The truth's probably somewhere in the middle. But what we definitely know is that two weeks later, Ronaldo was sold to Barcelona for a then world record fee of $19.5 million. Stan Valix was involved. Bobby Robson was coach in Barcelona. So Bobby called me a few times about Ronaldo. Uh, so yeah, I gave him a lot of information. So for me, no surprise that he left uh, after two years. If a club like Barcelona is, let's say, interested in you, you, you cannot refuse. Eh? You cannot refuse. Of course he didn't refuse. He'd arrived as an unknown teenager. Would you turn down Barcelona? Ronaldo had showed he could do it in the big house and under the lights. He was leaving as a much more rounded player and he needed a bigger stage. As Franz the journalist tells us, PSV had been good to him. And Ronaldo? Ronaldo was good for PSV. It confirmed uh, what already happened with Romario, that PSV would be a place where young talent could easily grow into or get used to European football, become big stars somewhere else. And there's many players after them, international and national players, who have been starting their careers here, like Van Nistelrooy, Cashman, Robbe. Ronald Vateraz tells us that Ronaldo did not win the league his goals deserved. He had a lot of uh, uh, influence on lifting the team for years to come. I don't think he actually profited at PSV that much as we did because he already left when we became, I would say, a, a regular force again because we, we didn't win trophies for a long time in Holland. Luke Nillis said it was time for him to go. It was too good for us uh, at, at a close time. Short time he was already on, on, a, on a level that yeah, he cannot stay in, in Eindhoven. It's, uh, uh, we have to respect that at that moment and, and we are also happy for him uh, that he can make the next step and we have uh, played with him for two years, like you say. A little, he has a little unlucky with his injury at the end, but it, I, I like now to say that it was really two special years and that you never forget. Eric Meyer reckons that his stay had benefited everybody. And defenders that played every training match against him, getting better defenders, because they played against world's best young striker. So the whole team got better. I learned things from him. Uh, the left and right wingers learned things from him. How can we play him the best balls? Is it low? Is it high? Uh, is it in the depth or is it just in his feet? Uh, everybody was, was learning. Everybody learns when somebody has a, yeah, a, a higher level than the others in the squad. He kept Stan Valix on his toes. Every training was a challenge. 
And if you let compare with Romario, training now and now and then, it was a day off for me. With Ronaldo, it was always, especially the first year when he was full of energy, uh, running 90 minutes and, and longer if necessary. And all of them, all of them love playing with him. When you play with such a good player, you, you will always be better also. It brings you to a higher level because you want to do it so good for, for the club also, but also for, like, I see the talented player like Ronaldo, and I want them to give the, the best balls as possible. So my level goes so higher on, on that moment because you, you're more focused on things and uh, that makes you as player better, I think. Eric Meyer couldn't even be angry when he took his place. After a few training sessions and uh, after his first match at Vitesse, I knew that he was so much better. So you have to accept that and you have to wait for the moments that you get a chance. I was quite happy with my position because I knew that the guy in front of me was much better than me. If the guy was at the same level, then I was maybe angry some matches and think, hey, trainer, I have to play. But now the difference was that big that I, I couldn't get angry on Ronaldo. No, not at all. And Luke, Bolo and everyone at PSV would miss him for far more than his ability. Uh, I was rather... Sad because I had a good relationship with him. As I said, we, we we shared a lot of moments together. Everybody almost cried when he go, and uh, we are so sad. But yeah, we we think we lost a very good player, but also a person, a very good person. Ronaldo, a superhero origin story, was created by me, Owen Blackhurst, and Seb White from Mundial. Executively produced, mixed, and edited by Tayo Papula. Original music by Harry Harris. Research and transcription by Max Freeman Mills. And driving and transcription by Andrew Martin. Thanks to Alex Ad from Spotify for the belief and support. Thanks to everyone at PSV Eindhoven for making us feel so welcome. Massive thank to Sjord Mossu. Without him and his massive contacts book, there is no way this episode would have been made. And the countless people we met along the way who we can't thank here. We love you all. Thank you for listening to Giant. New episodes drop on Thursdays. Giant is a Spotify original in association with Mundial. <laughs>